Welcome to Comically Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, though, we are spoiler casting. What that means is we consider all properties, past, future, and present to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy. And with all that being said, let's get started. All right. It is Sunday, July 31st. Glad to have y'all all here. We've got a little bit to go over. Before we start doing our San Diego Comic-Con reviews. So that was last weekend, and we've gotten some trailers that drop. We've got some news that drop. So, of course, we got to go over all of it. I don't know if this will be a two-parter or not. It just kind of depends on how much we nerd out over the shit. <laughs> but before we get started with that, I was supposed to say last week, just to inform everybody that Alan Grant had passed away. He was the age of 73 a big-time comic book artist, if I'm not mistaken. Did Batman, Judge Dredd, came up with characters. Oh, no, he's a writer. I'm sorry. Big-time comic book writer. I apologize. He was co-creator of one of my favorite characters, Victor Zaz. I believe he also came up with... Yeah, he was uh, He was also co-creator of a character called Anarchy. So, to the Grant family... Thank y'all so much for giving him the opportunity to be able to go out and create these awesome characters and these awesome villains and uh, just bless us with the work that he's given us. And, you know, you're going to live on forever in the pages and the panels there, Mr. Grant. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So sad to hear that. I know that's you sit there and you say they come in threes and then all of a sudden it's like one after another. It's like, all right, I, I, I don't need to get the six. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm good. Please stop. Please like stop. Three times three almost. <laughs> right? George Perez, uh, Neil Adams. Yeah. Alan Grant. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's something I wanted to talk about real quick that I'm going to surprise y'all with. It's nothing real big or major. So don't freak out. Especially you, Richard. I see you. I see you down there. <laughs> Disney Plus just dropped. They're having Deadpool 1, 2, and Logan, all rated R movies, on Disney+. Plus. Now, with that being the case, does that change y'all's mind about an R-rated Punisher? For me, I, I hope that they will do an R-rated, but it's kind of like what we had said yeah, whenever I was talking about it back on the Thor review. They have all these that are supposed to be dark and thriller type, but they just won't do it. And they won't cross that line. And I don't know. Maybe that's something that'll just go ahead and help them, especially if there is shown interest to people actually watching it on Disney+. Plus. But it seems like they, they have all the opportunity right now to be able to do it. And uh, my faith in them has not been growing right now. <laughs> um, yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I still stick with what I say, I, unfortunately, because I know Disney and Disney is stubborn, like to a fault in the sense of if there's that Disney banner in front of the film, it is not going to be above PG-13. Uh, they had the perfect opportunity to do it with Moon Knight and they just didn't. So, yes, I know Disney Plus has added that. I, I saw that as well, I think like a week ago. And I'm I'm gr I'm happy for that. I know Deadpool's being written now. I don't think it'll be under the Disney banner. I think it will be part of the MCU because I think that's going to be the gag. I guarantee you that's going to be the gag for Deadpool 3 is he's like, I'm in this new universe. <laughs> but it will still be under, since they acquired Fox, it'll be under the Fox 
banner. Like, they don't call it Fox anymore. I think it's 20th Century Films or something like that, studio or, or something like that. I think it'll be underneath that if they do do a Punisher that's R-rated. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't, but I don't think, like, like I said, if Disney banner in front of the film, it ain't going to be R-rated. That's what I was going to say. That's been your biggest thing the entire time. That's what you've always stuck with, is that if we see that castle with Tinkerbell going over yeah. it, it ain't going to be R-rated. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. She, she's been spreading her fairy dust on it, so... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit, where's Jeremy going with this one? <laughs> Keeping it Disney. <laughs> That's great. That's great. All right. Speaking of keeping it Disney and kid friendly, we have got an I Am Groot trailer from San Diego Comic Con. All right. I want to start with that one. It's set to release August 10th. It's five shorts in the series. So far, we've been told they're labeled as Groot Takes a Bath, Groot's First Steps, The Little Guy, Groot's Pursuit, and Magnum Opus. So what did y'all think of this trailer so far? I think it looks fun, honestly. I mean, it's going <laughs> to be interesting to see uh, as far as like what all you're going to be able to tell that like he's saying or things like that. I mean, obviously, you don't have... well. I mean, I, I don't, it didn't make it seem like you had Rocket right there nearby to translate for you, basically. But I think it'd be kind of fun. It'll be interesting to see if they put any like Easter eggs or whatever in there. But yeah, I think it'd just be a, a fun little little movie that everybody kind of be gushing about. Richard, what are your thoughts? I, I think it'll be cute. I, it's not for me. <laughs> like if we <laughs> if we decide we're gonna watch it for the podcast, I'll watch it. it Maybe a skip for me. Not that I don't like it it's just i don't know it just looks like the minions the movie but with groot and <laughs> i get super annoyed by the minions <laughs> but uh <laughs> like and what i'm referring to is those weird like uh, groot farts out like a by the way toot i th- i just think that's funny that I'm, i mentioned toot and groot toots out a leaf <laughs> and these weird creatures like eat it and worship him like a god so it oh. reminds me of kind of how like the minions treat uh whatever i can't th- steve carell's character in the uh despicable Gru? is that his name grew is grew yeah okay <laughs> which is funny because yeah. you know Groot. yeah <laughs> so it it feels very like like that but yeah i'm not i'm just whelmed i guess if we had to give a whelm for it i'm whelmed by this trailer <laughs> Okay, Jer- what's your whelm, Jerry? Oh, yeah, I'd say honestly, pleasantly whelmed, just because I think it's going to be fun. I got two boys. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't really see either one of them being that great crazy about it. I see it be more honestly, my wife being all excited about it, <laughs> <laughs> be like, oh. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's just pleasantly whelmed, just being a cute little show. Okay, I like that they're sticking with the CGI animation instead of going cartoony. Yeah. I do like that because with it being a short, it also gives me those Pixar vibes. Mm. So I know Pixar used to, they're always like when you're going to go see Finding Nemo or something like that, there was always a short before it. Yeah. And so like I'm getting big time like Pixar vibes with this, honestly. And I kind of wonder like, where's this going to take place? Because like, it's not... 
like he's somewhat baby group in this, but he's not baby group anymore, as we've seen in, you know, the newest renditions of Guardians. Uh, James Gunn has, I think, confirmed that on Twitter that it takes place between Guardians 1 and 2. Okay. Oh. Okay. So it's not even between Guardians 2 and Infinity War. It's between 1 and 2. Yes. Okay. That's cool. Well, I don't have anything else. You got anything to say on that? No, I think that's it. Nice little short for the short. I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> that means that Jeremy wants to start talking about She-Hulk in that trailer. Ooh. Since that's going to be dropping out August 17th of this year. Richard, since Jeremy went first on the last one, let's hear you. What, what do you think about this trailer? For the new She-Hulk. So I was overly whelmed by this trailer. Uh, I forget what my whelming was on the <laughs> on the previous ones. But uh, also, they released like a little bit of behind the scenes, like featurette type thing. There's a lot of Easter eggs in this trailer. Uh, it's definitely got me more excited. My my favorite thing that they showed in this trailer is that she breaks the fourth wall, both in this trailer and the featurette. And I I just I'm super excited about that because she was Deadpool before Deadpool like before Rob Liefeld even realized he couldn't draw feet. Like, (laughs) 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 so that, that really excites me to see that. She was Deadpool before Rob Liefeld gave up trying to draw feet. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Jeremy, what do you think? What's what's your impressions on this, this trailer? Well, first of all, I I feel proud that I actually get that reference. (laughs) 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 But, it's again another one that I'll be be excited to see. You know, there's still hopes that we can see a, a glimpse of Brie Larson in this one. No, Lord. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's a uh, yeah. I, I think it's gonna be a fun one. It's gonna be interesting to see. I, don't know, I know nothing about She Hulk before this, so seeing her origin, and I don't know how close it'd be to hers in the comics, but seeing all that and actually how well she's done will be pretty cool. So I guess to give a well meter, I would I'd say again, pleasantly whelmed right now for that one. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm pleasantly whelmed as well. I feel like the CGI, like everybody was talking about how bad the CGI was in the first one. And this one I was kind of like looking, I guess, for it more. And it does seem a little off in certain scenes, but for the most part, I thought it looked good. I I didn't have any problems with it really. Um, I think they got some of the portions off just in one scene in particular where you saw her hands compared to her face. And I was like, well, her hands look a little bit big for her face, but you know, whatever. I think I'm being kind of picky at that point in time. Yeah. Originally, like I said, she looked like Fiona from Shrek, but uh, (laughs) they've definitely, definitely improved the CGI from that first trailer. And this one, I agree with you. There are some scenes that still look a little wonky. But I, I think it's a way bigger improvement. The only thing that shows how like it's not quite right is you see the Banner Hulk in a lot of scenes and see how great that looks. But then you see her, and there's it's in the to me it's in the face. It looks like almost like a deep fake or something like that. But yeah, I got you. It kind of makes me wonder and question. You know, if they put that much into Banner Hulk, is it? I mean. Wouldn't they have had the same opportunity to make hers look good? Or, or is it just maybe the artist that's the artist's interpretation of what she's supposed to look like just kind of messed it up a little bit? 
So I think it's because there's so much CGI that's done to Bruce's face in it that like it can kind of take on its own form. Whereas they're just trying to do enough CGI on her, Jennifer's face, that it still looks like her, but just green and maybe like bigger, a little bigger. And so I think that because they're doing so much CGI on Bruce, they're able to hide a lot of their flaws and mistakes and actually make it flow better than make a CGI face that's not CGI, if that makes any sense at all. That's what I'm thinking anyways. So in the comic, I mean, I know we were talking about in what you're saying there that he's Banner has so much CGI done on his face. I mean, is it the same for She-Hulk? Is it that way in the comic where she may not? I mean, because whenever Bruce changes to Hulk, his face changes a good bit. Does hers, even in the comic, stay relatively close? Her mutation's different than Banner's. Like, Banner's was straight up, like, gamma radiation exposure to, you know, for him. Where and like he turns into an out like a whole like monster deal thing, whereas Jennifer gets a blood transfusion and so she picks up some like traits of that radiation or whatever. That's why she's able to control it better. That's why like she does like Hulk out, but she regains consciousness and stuff like that. Like it's 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 the same, but it's not. Yeah. Okay. Just a couple of things. There was an article released a couple of weeks ago talking about how Marvel is running out of companies that do like digital work for special effects because they are wanting too much too quickly. Like they're not giving realistic timelines. So I think that is a key factor in why She-Hulk and, you know, we complained about the one I always think about is the Hawkeye show. Some of the trick arrows looked a little too cartoony and not, realistic looking so i think that plays into it and to also add on to michael's whole thing jeremy is yeah she she transforms but like you could say that her face changes but they they did something cool i thought uh so when edward norton was banner and then he turned into the hulk he completely changed into a hulk that just didn't look like edward norton but when they brought in mark ruffalo they decided to put in some of Ruffalo's facial features into the Hulk, which I think fans in general all thought that was a really cool idea to do. And then they started doing it with like Thanos because Thanos has like Josh Brolin facial features. So I think they're continuing that with Tatiana Maslany, which is the actress that plays She-Hulk in the show. But yeah, I think also it ties into that like the production studios that they're outsourcing to do the special effects aren't having enough time because as we saw from Comic-Con, there's like movie, show, movie, show, movie, show, 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 movie, movie, movie. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Right. And we're going to get into that after this as well because like it's, the slate is like hot damn and it's not even a full two, three years slate. Like there's, there's giant, there's a giant gap in phase six of just dates there with with blank spots. But before that, I did want to also say as far as like She-Hulk goes, I enjoyed the fourth wall as well when she did that and it kind of shocked her that she did it. So I was like, how are they really going to play this off? I'm hoping that she just, it becomes normal to her and she just does it. Yeah. Almost like a Malcolm in the Middle kind of thing. 
That's what I'm hoping yeah. anyways. Oh, yeah. That's a good, that's a great, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> I, the Hulk clap, I'm glad we got that. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. So as long as it plays out like it did in the trailer, where like she claps, you know, her, her cousin and blasts him back. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, we've also found out like the main, it seems like the main story of this is that she's going to be representing the abomination. I assume in like a court case or something along those lines. Yeah. Do we think that Titania, the, one of the villains for this, the show that's coming up, do we think that she is there to rescue abomination or get abomination out? Because we see her crashing into a courtroom and if Jennifer is representing abomination, then is Titania coming after and trying to help abomination. Also, could there be a switch? Because if I'm not mistaken, in the comic books, Titania is married or has in a relationship with the Absorbing Man. So is it maybe they're going to change that up to where she's in a relationship with the Abomination? You know, what? that's a good question. So from the featurette and this trailer, Abomination is like he's doing while in prison a super villain rehab in the uh, in the featurette, you see there's almost like an AA meeting where like people sit around in a circle and they like talk about their problems. Blonsky is the leader of that, and there's you see like pamphlets and stuff and like a coffee table with donuts and things like that. And she, Titania, apparently like breaks in and interrupts that. We also see Jennifer Walters, like when she's going to talk with Blonsky in the, his like cell holding in the background, you see some like culty like followers. They're wearing like halos made of like flowers and petals around their head that are, they're clearly there for Blonsky. So he's almost got like this religious culty leader sort of vibe going on. I'm wondering maybe he like, had her as like in a relationship and she was like part of this rehab thing, but now he like threw her to the side. So she's like a, a jilted lover type thing. I could see them doing that <laughs> as like a gag. But uh, yeah, I think you're, you're on to something there. Or absorbing man is in that AA meeting. Yeah. So I think it also in the featurette, there was a, a fourth wall breaking thing where she's driving to work and she turns and looks at the camera and she's like, this is not going to be one of those shows where we have constant cameos. And then she like pauses and she's like, well, except for Bruce and Blonsky and Wong. And then she like stops and looks at the camera again. <laughs> so I think they're lying about that. I think we're getting cameos like every episode because <laughs> I mean, we see so many things like they had freaking in, in one of the shots, there was Matador and Manbull who are like super deep cuts from, <laughs> from the, <laughs> from comics. And I was just like shocked that they even kept that there. Of course, there's the big one at the end that I'm sure you'll we'll, we'll get to. Also, real quick, I just want to say that I was wrong. I I said that, you know, we would get the wrecking crew in this and that it wouldn't be like a magical crowbar. It would just be there's some kind of like super powered people that just use crowbars or they're just normal people that are using those things. But no, they're going whole ham on this and they are magical <laughs> construction <laughs> tools that they're using. <laughs> it's so funny. Are they magical? Yeah, we we see it in the trailer. They've got like magical markings on them. Oh, I thought they were just like high-tech gizmos. I Like I said, like uh, in, uh, I think in a previous podcast where I just figured they were part of like Tomb's crew or something like that or something equivalent of that. And yeah. they just had these 
they got some of the the Chitari like gear and and made their own like crowbars and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, we are getting the Wrecking Crew, so that is pretty cool. It's all the mask of uh, what was it, the Wrecker? Yeah, I was gonna say. I guess they uh, they tested the waters with magical equipment as far as using that magical belt in <laughs> in Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> They started that in Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. He uh-huh. had the magical flipper. <laughs> oh, flipper. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Wrecking Crew. And then, of course, at the very end, we get what looks like it's going to be Daredevil. Looks like maybe Black Suit Daredevil as well. Yeah. So, again, that makes it more confusing as far as this whole Netflix is concerned because surely they're not going to try and make the, the like, mesh in time-wise with Netflix. Yeah, I don't know, but we also see the the yellow and red suit. Like, if you if you pause it, when the lights hit that, when he does the flip over She-Hulk, yeah. if you pause it, the car headlights hit him, you can see that it's the yellow and red suit. It's got the yellow arms. Oh, no, that's badass. And the red torso. Okay, no, that changes. Oh, nice. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, that changes my mind, because... <laughs> I thought he was back in his black garbs. Mm-hmm. That's what I was seeing. So, no, that's amazing. I love that costume. That's my favorite. So, that, I would, I'm so down to see that. So down. <laughs> oh, uh, also, one last thing, and I did say this on purpose, somewhat, partly because I forgot about it and I wrote it last, and then now partly because I'm ready to see Richard's reaction. Unfortunately, we won't have this on YouTube. But uh, damage control was seen in there. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I I've got a feeling. I don't know. I got a feeling they may be the big bad in this. I I don't even know if there is going to be like quote unquote a big bad. I think it's going to be maybe episodic. Like each episode is just its self contained story, and it's just like the crazy shenanigans that Jessica. Uh, dadgummit. Jennifer Walters, I always get her and and it's the Jessica and Jennifer that always messes me up. Her and Spider-Woman, I always mix up. Uh, Jennifer Walters, like the crazy stuff that Jennifer Walters gets into. But yeah, damn, I, I hate what they've done with damage control. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Y'all got anything else for She-Hulk? Uh, yes, I just wanted to, just some funny moments that I like. I love the air horn at the very beginning. I love how it's just dead silent and she's sleeping and then you just see the air horn slowly come in <laughs> and he, uh, whatever, honks it at her and she changes into She-Hulk. I like that Bruce acknowledges that he wears spandex because he's like, who's your best friend? And she, I forget who she says. She says like Nicole or something like that. And he's like, no, it's spandex. Spandex is your best friend. <laughs> the uh, I also like at the very end uh, when she's talking with Wong and she's like, you know, we do things by the book. And he's like, mm, yes, the book of Ashanti. And she's like, no, <laughs> the book of American law. <laughs> I think it is going to be, I think it's going to be funny in a good way. Not a, you know, Thor 4 long lost gore way. So. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. On to Black Panther, that trailer. Uh, Jeremy, since Black Panther was the first comic book you read, and that's <laughs> including the subtitles from the movie, <laughs> here you go. Here's your chance. I was. I'm, I'm glad you remembered my, my very first one that I read because <laughs> subtitles do count. I always remember your first. 
It's a, it's again like I'm I'm kind of I hate to sound redundant, but basically I'm gonna be most of these gonna be pleasantly whelmed just because I I haven't been ruined by comics from you two for these <laughs> these ones yet. Just give it time, Jeremy. Just give it time. Just wait. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be uh be very interesting to see how they do it with transitioning from Chadwick. Bozeman to to the new character and just you know hopefully play I mean I, it's, it seems like they should be able to play it off pretty well but I think it's going to be a be a fun movie. So. Let me ask you this question. All right, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Should they <laughs> have recasted good. Chadwick Boseman? Should they have recasted and, and had somebody come back as the Black Panther? I guess a, a strong male character come in as the Black Panther. I think not. No, I mean he did such an amazing job there. He took on that whole persona to me and he just, he played it flawlessly to me at least. And I mean, yeah, just be not to become somebody be recasted as T'Challa. I just don't think you could, you could do that. I mean, if you doing somebody else as being a black Panther, like, like this next movie, then, you know, it's fine. I don't, it doesn't bother me one way or another. If it was a, if it was going to be a male character or female character taken up. So as long as it's, it's one of those, as long as it's done well and done right, it all works for me. Okay, I have another question, but we'll <laughs> wait till we hear Richard's. Okay. So I'm going to be hot take Sally here for a second. And I, <laughs> as much as I love Chadwick Boseman, I did. Like, I remember Civil War came out, watched it, came back, and I was like, holy crap, they got the best person to play T'Challa. And... Right. <laughs> As much as I love his portrayal of it, and I am so saddened by the fact that he passed in the manner that he did, I don't think they should have retired the character. I don't. I love the character of, like, I I, I will admit that I don't read Black Panther comics. Not that I have an issue with it. It's just something that I just never did. But whenever Black Panther shows up in one of the stories that I read, I always fucking love him. Like, he's such a badass character. (laughs) And I hate that T'Challa is now gone. And I didn't give my whelming. I didn't know if you were going to that. But I was, once again, I'm uh, like echoing what Jeremy said. I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I was overly (laughs) whelmed by this trailer as well. Whoever is making the Marvel trailers and the music that they use is fucking on point. Like, we, we we had, even though Moon Knight wasn't good, we had Day and Night on the Moon Knight trailer. We had uh, Blinding Lights on Miss Marvel. Uh, I'm trying to think, but then this one does the cover. It's the Tim's cover of Bob Marley's No Woman, No Cry. And I get goosebumps watching this trailer. So... Once again, just go back to your question. I know I kind of went off tangent there. Comic-y pasta. <laughs> yeah, I think they probably should have recast. But this story looks really interesting and cool, what they are potentially doing with it. Okay, so Overly Whelmed, another vote for recast T'Challa. Let me ask y'all this, because this is comic book canon. If at the end of this movie, or possibly in the next Black Panther movie that we find, after this, if it comes back that T'Challa's not dead and they recast him then and he comes back to be the Black Panther, are y'all going to be mad? Yes, absolutely. Yes. 
<laughs> I don't know, honestly. I mean, I, I don't know how I'd feel. I'm not that connected to the character, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think I'd be all right with it. <laughs> so it is canon that T'Challa has died once in the comic books or supposedly died and then came back and took up the mantle and stuff like that again. And then especially like you've got Eric Killmonger who has been resurrected from the dead God knows how many times through a voodoo woman. So like that's a thing as well. On the one hand, I am definitely a... I can't remember where I started out as because Chadwick Boseman to me is almost like Patrick Stewart is to Xavier. Hugh Jackman is to Wolverine. Like these, like these people are that character to me. And I, Larson is to Captain Marvel. Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't like, I, I don't want to sit there and say like, you couldn't cast somebody to be black Panther because I feel like there's somebody out there. It's just, he, Chadwick Boseman just fit that so good but at the same time there's so many other like Black Panther stories that you could tell with T'Challa that it's like it's a damn shame to not have those to not have that character involved that strong black male character you know for the movies now don't get me wrong I'm all up for a strong black female as well like that's I mean, and and this movie looks like it is going to be chock full of them, and I am good with that. Everybody from Shuri to Okoye to Nakia to whoever is going to be coming from Atlantis, this movie looks like it is going to be chock full of just strong characters. But I just, on the one hand, I like the idea of it being comic book canon, and then we having a T'Challa come back. On the other hand, it better be done right and not feel like a cash grab. Because if it feels like a cash grab, I'm, that's going to piss me off. Yeah, I wanted to explain myself why I would be mad. If it doesn't, like, if they just hand wavy go, oh, voodoo woman brought him back and he looks different now. Now, <laughs> if, they, if they bring him back due to secret wars and that's why he looks like a different person, I'm cool with that. But I will say it kind of, like... Everything that they're doing as far as like showing the passing of this actor, it would then undo all that for them to just go, psych, he's not dead. Here's a new person. So that's why it would make me mad. Yeah. I, I think if you were to just want to recast to tell other Black Panther, like other T'Challa Black Panther stories, then you should have never killed him off in the universe to begin with. And I use killed him off with air quotes. And... It's a Ryan Coogler, which is the director and I think writer of the Black Panther movies. He is in a tough spot. And from this trailer, it seems like he's he's knocking it out of the park, though. This could just be just good trailer editing and the movie ends up being bad. But it looks (laughs) fucking phenomenal to me. Like, I love the costuming. I love like how it's shot in a lot of the scenes, like the action. It also looks like they're trying to beat uh, James Cameron to the punch for blue people in the water. Because <laughs> uh, right. some of those shots, right? Some, yeah, some of those shots look very like Avatar two. But yeah, I'm I'm super super excited to see this. I've got this coming out in November. I don't have a date. Do either one of y'all have a date or know of a date? I just saw November in the trailer, so I didn't never see a date. November 11th, 2022. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, uh, Ryan's also getting a lot of help because we're getting our first look of Namor 
who looks pretty awesome. I honestly kind of wish they had done away with the wings on the ankles and just given him like <laughs> yeah. anklets or like shoes. Like I just kind of wish they had done away with that. But uh, I mean, how am I going to sit there and get pissed off at like comic book canon? You know what I mean? Right. We also get our first look at Riri Williams, the Iron Heart. So that's going to be a big deal in this movie. Atuma looks pretty awesome. The, just the few shots that we see of him. So yeah, that that we get some nice good shots of the new people coming in. Yeah, we see Atuma, we see his cousin Namora. She's the one with the big crazy looking headdress. Okay. In one shot in the trailer, she's on like a bridge of some sort, like a bridge for like cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you see her front and center, and then off to the right, you see Atuma with the big hammerhead shark skull. Yeah. And yeah, so the Namor stuff, I love that they are turning him into some sort of like Mayan, Aztec kind of culture, like all of his design work and everything. And uh, you you mentioned the wings. In the trailer, a baby's born underwater. And I was kind of wondering, is is that just one of the Atlantean people being born? But if you pause it for a second, you can see he has the little tiny wings on his feet. Yeah. So <laughs> that is the birth of of Namor. And I was very curious to know if we were going to get the winged feet because they're so silly looking. <laughs> right. But yeah, it, it looks really cool. And it now makes sense when this trailer aired, it made sense to me now going, oh, that's why they put mutants into Miss Marvel. Like the introduction of the word mutant is because Namor in the comics is a mutant. He's technically Marvel's first publication of a mutant. He's not in the universe the first mutant, but he is a mutant. The uh, the other thing, too, is I mentioned that he's an Atlantean. They are, uh, I believe it's Ryan Coogler has come out and said that he is, in fact, not an Atlantean. They're changing that name because of Aquaman came out before this movie, and he is the king of Atlantis. So they are changing it to Talokan and that, yeah, he's not going to be an Atlantean. Oh, fuck that. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> eh, that's bullshit. Well, to me, it makes sense because it's tying into the whole, like, Mayan Aztec type thing. No, I, mean, I get that. But, like, if we're sitting there looking at comic books, I'm pretty positive Namor was on the scene way, way before. Oh, yes. Like, Namor is a Golden Age character. Like, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, Aquaman's a Silver Age. So, yeah, like, Namor's been on the scene way before fucking Aquaman <laughs> was even thought of. Like, yes. N Namor was fighting fucking zombies. Not zombies, Nazis. <laughs> Same thing. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that you brought up the, the mutant thing because I heard something very interesting the other day. And a lot of people were expecting to hear mutant stuff coming from Comic-Con. And they've not heard anything at all. First of all, I feel like we're not going to get any kind of mutant stuff because of uh, Fantastic Four. They're going to like put that out. And it's going to be like, you're, once that's out, it's going to be another like two years, maybe. Like once that comes out, we may start hearing inklings of, of X-Men and mutant stuff then. Because why shoot your load all at one time? I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> like why, why put it all out there? You know what I mean? Like why do that? There's no point. <laughs> Because, like, after X-Men, what else do you got? Matt, I feel like we're just waiting for Mephisto. So. Oh, Lord. 
<laughs> so I ran across somebody on YouTube that I've watched, and I, I go back and forth on whether I like his shit or not. But he brought up something very interesting, and that is that when Disney took over the Fox production, the company, right? They also took, you know, they take over their debt and everything else. They also take over all those contracts that all those people had with those movies and those characters. So basically, it seems like Disney still has to wait for those contracts to run out on those X-Men characters, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, like all the, you can't have those characters come back because there's already an actor ready to portray those characters because of contracts. Mm -hmm. And if they don't want those people to be that character, then they have to just let it lapse. But that's why we can get what's his name come back as Pietro because he's playing the equivalent of Quicksilver. So that's why we can have that. Yeah. But something that I found I want to say that it was like 12 years or something like that, that the, the, the contract was there for. Mm. And, you know, we were talking last week about the the possibility of a Rimley LeBeau like show or something of that kind. We, we were talking about a, a casting call that came out and how it sounded a lot like it was attached to Rimley LeBeau. Gambit. The only thing that I know of that Gambit has been in outside of like the only live action I know he's been in is the X-Men Origins Wolverine. That was in 2009. So that puts us, if it is 12 years, that just lapsed. That just passed. Yeah. So honestly, that leans me even more now to that's possibly something with Gambit because they don't have to use that actor that portrayed him. That contract's done. If all that is true, if all that that, that YouTuber was talking about is true. So comic pasta, I know, but it's just <laughs> something that, Went with something else we were talking about. So back to this Black Panther trailer, unless y'all got some Gambit stuff y'all want to talk about. The one big thing that was interesting to me in that entire trailer was, and I can't remember her name for the life of me, but the queen of Wakanda, T'Challa's mother, her saying, I am the queen of the most powerful nation in the world and my entire family is gone. Now, T'Chaka's been dead. In this movie, I'm we're assuming that T'Challa's going to be buried and there's going to be a whatever for that. But Shuri's still there. Ramonda. So how is her entire... Ramonda is the name of the uh, actor, or the character. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Sorry, I thought you paused for me. <laughs> no, you're good. So if Shuri's still around, are, are we thinking something might have happened to Shuri at some point in time? Yeah, so I was watching a ton of like trailer breakdowns and stuff of this. Some people are theorizing that whole speech that she's talking about is during the blip. Because Shuri got blipped. She's in one of the, uh, you know, the flashing of missing people. Okay. So Shuri got blipped during the snap, and so did T'Challa. Yeah. So people are theorizing that whole speech that she's making is during the, like, five-year gap. Oh. Okay. Huh. That makes me question other things. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just... Because if you're going to push it back that far... But we we see we see them all back together though then too. So I guess you're gonna do like a a prequel kind of thing to acknowledge the fucking blip again in a movie, and then because we see at the end of Endgame we see her with Chala and Shuri standing out on a balcony over Wakanda. Yeah. So we know that they all get back together. So you would have to sit there and go back. Yeah. And, and to have that take place and then jump forward again or whatever the case. And that, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. The only thing I can think of if it's not that, it's at some point in the movie, 
you know, at the beginning of the trailer, we see a bunch of people in white and they're dancing and Shuri's carrying what looks to be like a a bust of the Black Panther, which I'm assuming is like, it's this funeral for T'Challa. And then later in the film, it looks like maybe Namor attacks Wakanda and we're getting the, from the Avengers versus X-Men where Namor floods Wakanda. Maybe Shuri is like killed. So like to Ramonda, she thinks Shuri is dead. But to the audience, we know that she has survived. And she then goes to the, I'm assuming that's the UN that she's talking to. And then she's saying, you know, something to them. Like, I've lost everything. I need help. Like an, a nation, a rogue nation that we just discovered is at, like literally attacked our city. And because I think that's the vibe I'm getting from her in that speech is like she's pleading with the UN for some kind of help of some sort. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, and that also depends on if because that could also just be the way they edited that trailer for it to come in at that point in time right. in that scene. You know what I mean? But yeah, I I, I could th- what you're saying is completely I see that. I could see that happening. All right. So. At the very end, we finally get what looks like the new Black Panther. Looks like a very scrawny Black Panther. (laughs) I'm assuming it's a female. Me, personally, I'm assuming it's Shuri that she takes on the mantle. She took on the mantle in the comic books. What are y'all's opinion on it? Who do you think it is? How do you feel about that person being the Black Panther? All those things. I mean, like I said before, (laughs) I was, oh well, to be honest, I was almost about to, of course, bring in my my beloved there, but... (laughs) And decided not to, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I like, like I said at the beginning, whenever we were talking about recasting T'Challa and everything, uh, again, I'm perfectly fine with whoever female taking up that as to who it is. Sure. That sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like. You got Shuri, you got a Koye that could absolutely take on the mantle, Black Panther. You got Nakia, who I believe could absolutely take on the mantle, Black Panther. Like, there's three women right there that I know, I think, could take up the mantle, Black Panther. So I, I agree. I've kind of read some leaked spoilers. I don't think they'll do a Koye, and this is not due to leaks, but it seems like they're wanting to establish a Koye as her own thing. Because especially, it looks like she's not part of the Dora Milaje at some point in this film, because it looks like they're squaring off with one another, uh, which is interesting. I want to know what's going on with that. I think in the leaks that there are multiple people who wear the Black Panther costume in this movie. It more than likely is Shuri in, in, in that scene that is, if you look in the background, you see it's Namor. So it looks like it's the final fight between Namor and the Black Panther. It's going to be like the last sort of fight scene in the movie. More than likely, that will be Shuri. Like dollars to donuts, I bet you it's Shuri. (laughs) So yeah, I don't have an issue with that. You know, like you said, she's in the comics. But yeah, anyway. Do you think that there'll be a Black Panther throughout the movie? Like we'll see the Black Panther going on like missions or something like that? Mm throughout the movie, but not know exactly who the Black Panther is. Because honestly, my biggest beef 
with Shuri being the Black Panther is I'm not convinced that she could fight. However, if you send me through the movie and I see the Black Panther doing stuff and then at the end it's revealed the whole time it was Shuri, I could probably get down with that then. Honestly, if they didn't do that, they should. Because that's that's a cool way. Uh, That's almost... (laughs) Well, that's almost like the Jason Aaron Jane Foster as Thor. Yeah. You just get like this run of this person being Thor and you don't know who it is. And then it's finally revealed that it's Jane Foster. Yeah. So uh, that sounds really cool. I kind of hope they do that. Like we see this Black Panther throughout the movie. And then, yeah, at the end, it's revealed that it's Shuri. That would be really cool. Oh, man, I'm, I hate that you mentioned that because now I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say they're not they're not reshooting. <laughs> yeah. We've already done that enough, but uh <laughs> right. We 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 need to be getting some like royalty stuff here, something <laughs> with our ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just hit up Kev and be like, hey, bro, this is how it's going down. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Y'all got anything else to add to, to Black Panther? Yes, yes, I do. A couple of cool things. You mentioned the Riri Williams. There's a shot in the trailer where she makes her her logo. Yeah. <laughs> she cuts out an iron a heart made of iron and it's very invocative of the first Iron Man scene cuz I think she's wearing like a wife beater type thing and she's hammering. <laughs> uh the last thing I didn't find this. I tried to look up who did to credit this. I did not, so I am sorry, but in the trailer at the 34-second timestamp, we see the throne room, and there is the Dora Milaje standing in front of symbols of the different tribes of Wakanda, and there is writing on the columns in between each symbol. And I believe when Black Panther 1 came out, they actually, they actually gave out like a key to the 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 writing like the language so you could translate it and this actually says something and it's cool it reads rest in power king t'challa our hero it was an honor wakanda forever so i i just thought that was a neat little easter egg okay Aww. yeah is that part of uh i want to say i remember something like leaks coming out set leaks coming out and and people seeing those pillars and stuff like that with the writings on there is that is that reminiscent of that same scene that you're talking about? Or did you see those leaks as well? Uh, I did not see those leaks, but that's probably where they translated it. I just know when I was looking up that, I was like, I wonder if th- does this say anything? Because there was another one. I didn't write this down, but the uh, the like graffiti on the wall that actually has Chadwick Boseman's face, or technically this is T'Challa's face, it said something to the same extent of like, the king and the panther will rest in our hearts or something. I'm, I'm misquoting it, but it's something like that as well. Gotcha. Okay. Well, if that is all the Black Panther news we got, or reviews we have, anyways, let's chit-chat real quick about all this stuff that is upcoming that they showed us. So, I'm going to rattle off a bunch of stuff real quick and try and keep up with the phases. Right now, we're currently in phase four, so what we have left in this phase is She-Hulk, coming out in August, and Black Panther. Phase 5 starts with Quantumania. Then we get, and that's in February 17th of next year. We have Secret Invasion, No Date. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is May 5th. Echo, No Date, but it's coming out in the summer. Loki Season 2, Summer. 
the Marvels. I was waiting for a woo. I know. <laughs> no woo. No nothing. <laughs> you look fucking wasted. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Marvels, July 28th. We got Blade, November 3rd. We've got Ironheart coming out that fall. What I thought was interesting is Agatha, Coven of Chaos, Winter 23. And everybody just leaves out and just says 23. But on the back end of it, it also says 24. So are we thinking winter of 24 possibly as well, or are we thinking like early 24? Yeah, it's probably that. It's probably like late December, early January. Okay. Captain America New World Order, May 3rd, which nobody seems to give two shits about Sam Wilson, Captain America. Really? <laughs> it, it really does I, I was excited to hear that. Right? Right? Okay, so I, what, that one I think they're going to do a secret empire. I th- I'm calling it, I think they're going to do, because the next film after that is Thunderbolts. Yep. I think they're doing some kind of secret empire thing. Okay. And that would explain the new world order type thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think, you know, it may be like the Civil War movie where Civil War had the name, but it wasn't exactly like the the comic. So I think they may do a secret empire and like instead of, Chris Evans coming back as like Hydra Cap, I think they may do, you know, something else where it's uh, a US agent or something. Okay. But anyway, I just throwing that out there. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got a Daredevil Born Again series coming out in the spring of 24. That's listed as 18 episodes. Yes. Mother oh, yeah. fucking 18 episodes. I'm now, so Richard, excited for that. I was going to say, I see you over there like throwing a party and all, <laughs> but you know, you're also known for saying, give them what they need, whether it be 18 episodes yeah. or, or whether it be three. six episodes, right. three episodes. Right. And that's why I'm excited because this isn't a six episode. You know what I mean? Like it's not six. They gave them 18. They've done what I've wanted them to. So I guess they need 18 episodes to tell the story. They better not fucking Netflix my ass where I have to sit there and drudge through 18 episodes. That's all I'm letting you know right now. Hey, man. Hey, man. This is content for us to talk about. <laughs> that's that's 18 fucking weeks of content right there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love Daredevil. He is in my top five favorite characters of all time. Right. However, some of that Netflix stuff is hard to sit through. It's good, but it's just hard because it's like they had to do the 24 fucking episodes yeah. or whatever it was. It's like, come on, guys, like cut the fat. Like, I need just a steak. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, I, I like fat sometimes on my steak, so. <laughs> <laughs> I like it cooked in so it makes it all nice and juicy. Like, I'm good with that. <laughs> Basically, you need you need Disney to be the... The juicy steak, not not the fatty and not the basically piece of like hard rock there. That's <laughs> like that's six episodes. <laughs> so I'm fine with with Disney if they want to like slow cook a meal like that's fine. I, I can do that, you know, because I love me some like smoked meat. OK, don't get me wrong. We, we, we're about Phrasing. to have to cut this podcast short. I'm getting hungry, man. <laughs> But if that shit stays in there too long, it becomes dry and you don't fucking want it no more. So, like, <laughs> they better have their temps and their times right. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. um, like you said, Thunder, like you said, Richard, Thunderbolts, July 26th. And that ends our phase five. 
which jumps us into phase six, which is Fantastic Four, November 8th of 24, Avengers King Dynasty, May 2nd, and then Secret Wars finally confirmed. Woo! Confirmed, confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) November 7th, 2025. So we get two Avengers movies finally in the year 2025. So yeah. You skipped over some untitled films. And uh, the reason why I bring this up is I have a theory. I think they're going to reveal what those untitled films are in D23. Uh, I think one of them, because there's a big rumor going around that the next X-Men movie is not going to be called X-Men. It's going to be called Mutants. So I think think one of those untitled films is going to be called Mutants. I think the other two that I think is going to be probably a Spider-Man film. And then lastly, one of them is probably going to be the Young Avengers announcement. Yeah. Yeah, I I would hope so. Something to that effect, whether it be a TV show or not. There's several things that were not on this list. And I don't know if it's because it's not part of that phase, if it's not worth listing. Like, I just, I don't understand. But there was no mention of Werewolf by Night special. Oh, yeah. There was no mention of Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I did not see the freshman year for Spider-Man, which apparently is not going to be our 616 Spider-Man. It's going to be a different Spider-Man. Nope. Uh, I didn't see that on the any of the lists. So, yeah, it's, it's odd. I yeah. didn't see secret, uh, not secret. I didn't see What If. And I know we got a confirmation that we're getting a season three of What If on top of, you know, season two is supposed to be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see that on any of the lists anywhere. So, I don't know. It's It's kind of odd. I wonder if it's just strictly... These are the stuff for this phase. Everything else outside of that is just cherries and icing. Yeah, I think it's that. I think it's the, these are the things that will actually tie into the quote unquote, what they're calling it, the multiverse saga. But what if is not going to be one of those things that ties into it? And uh, Spider-Man freshman year is not going to tie into it and so on and so forth. Yeah. Even though like we got our first watch of Captain Carter in the what if series. And, you know, if you're wanting something outside of her death and Doctor Strange, like, that's exactly where you would go because that first What If episode was awesome. So, what are y'all most hyped about in the next couple phases? Well, I mean, mine goes without saying. (laughs) But, you know. (laughs) Okay, so, if the Marvels is more about Monica Rambeau and Kamala Khan... How pissed off are you going to be? Because as of right now... I'll just leave the theater. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just get up and walk out. Throw my popcorn at the screen and just leave. Good God. (laughs) Throw your popcorn and a kid at the screen? Just just throw them both? (laughs) Here, son, hold this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, as of right now, Captain Marvel is on Earth. And and we know that uh, Monica Rambeau's in space. We know that Kamala Khan just got transferred somewhere. We assume in space. So yeah, the only one on Earth right now is is Brie Larson's uh whatever her name is. Hell, I can't even remember now. <laughs> Carol Danvers. <laughs> Carol <Yeah. Yells. laughs> that. <laughs> oh man! But uh, and and thinking about what all excited about, I, I'm honest. Obviously excited to see the Black Panther 
And I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be looking forward to Loki too, just because I enjoyed his his series there. But I mean, I, I mean, they're all all ones that I'll be excited to see. It's just if I'm gonna have much to compare them to if we read beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, <laughs> Richard. What are you looking forward to? Uh uh, a lot. <laughs> I, like, uh, the, yeah. the most. So, like, what I'm excited for, uh, I'll say what I'm excited for, and then, like, what I'm just dying. Like, I cannot wait till we see it. I'm excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, because we get to see Kang the Conqueror, supposedly, in that film. Uh, I'm excited to see Guardians 3. I want to see, like, they unveiled the high evolutionary. He's the villain of the film. That looks really cool. The uh, Loki season two, super excited to see that. Like season one, want to see season two. Daredevil is the one I'm really, really excited to see. I'm really, really, really excited to see Captain America. Want to see that one. Excited to see that. But basically all of phase six, I'm super excited to see. I've been dying to see a good fan. We've never seen a good Fantastic Four movie. We've never seen one. (laughs) <laughs> the only one we've ever seen is The Incredibles. Like, I want to see a good Fantastic Four film. <laughs> um, and, you know, Kang Dynasty and, of course, Secret Wars. I will say, just to kind of reiterate what has been said on the podcast, I know you've said it some on this, Michael, but just to stop and sit here and think about all that's coming out in just the next few years to just right. realize, I mean, we had talked about before, you got maybe two movies a year. And then, but just also just to see how far we've made it in being able to make all these movies and things like that. It's just, it's cool to actually sit there and think about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just this list alone of just the characters, Echo, a, a fucking TV show about Echo, Ironheart, TV show about that. I mean, Agatha, She Hulk, <laughs> a TV show about that. Agatha, yeah. Um, I'm excited for Quantum Mania. I've heard that it will be Victor Timely Kang, by the way. Cool. Is what I've heard. Okay. And that that will be the Kang, you know, there's there's rumor going around as far as like um plot leak or whatever in that uh, they'll they're going to travel back to the Quantum Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that's where Janet was for the time that she was in there and that she met Kang while down there, mm. but the Kang version that she met while down there was going to be Victor Timely. So we'll see if that comes to fruition, uh, if it's even true. I don't know. Uh, but I am excited to see that. It looks like we're confirmed to have finally uh, another piece of the Young Avengers puzzle. Uh, it looks like Cassie Lang is going to become either Stature or Stinger. So we'll see that take place, probably. I look forward to Secret Invasion because that's probably the most kept secret, <laughs> like... That's coming up. No pun intended. Pun intended, whatever you want to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, pun intended. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's, it, we still know nothing. Yeah. Nothing about that other than like Samuel L. Jackson's going to be in it. We're going to have Maria Hill and then the Mother of Dragons is going to be in it, but <laughs> nobody knows who she's going to play, whether it's going to be Varanky or Hulkling's mother or whatever. Like we don't know. Amelia Clark, the mother of dragons. <laughs> yeah, that lady. <laughs> um, uh, the, yeah, the only reason I'm not excited about it is I fucking hated the the secret invasion in the comics. I just thought it was <laughs> dumb and stupid. 
but I, I'm hoping the MCU version is much better. I just, I just like, I'm just extremely intrigued that nothing, nothing so far that I know of has been really leaked about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no for sure, like, consistent, hey, this is what's happening. Yeah. I, I'm pumped to see Mahershali as Blade. Like, I am so ready for that because man was killer as Cottonmouth. Yeah. And I really want to see what he does with Blade. Like, love him. And yeah, Daredevil. I'm I'm ready to see Charlie Cox as Daredevil again. It may be up 18 episodes, but if it's a killer 18 episodes, I'm here for it. So, <laughs> and of course, I mean, Kane Dynasty, Secret Wars, all that good shit. Not Fantastic Four, never been a fan. But definitely the Secret Wars stuff. I, I want to see how they do that because there's so many stories, uh, so many iterations of Secret Wars, and I think they're just going to mesh a bunch of shit together. Yeah. All right, people. So uh, we're going to cut it for the night. I know there's more stuff. There's DC stuff. Don't. We're going to talk about the DC, I promise. I know we've been nerding out on Marvel for God knows how long now, weeks, <laughs> months, whatever it is. We are going to talk about the, Mar- the DC stuff. I'm excited about Shazam. I'm excited about uh, Black Adam. Uh, I really wish they would have put out more than what they did because it just feels like they have a bigger lineup than what they're actually showing. I, I really think they're holding out. I really think they're holding out. All right, Jimmy, where can they find you at? Uh, well, they can find me uh, trying to make it up to Brie Larson for getting you know, <laughs> shouted out earlier. But <laughs> no, uh, they can find me on Twitch under the handle Night Fury GTO. That's night with a K. And uh, of course, you can find me on here. Awesome. Richard, where can I find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter if you want to contact me directly. My handle is night curry, night like day and night, and curry with a K. If you want to contact us directly, we have a Gmail. Our Gmail is comicallycomicspodcast at gmail.com. And if you search on your favorite social media website under the handle of Comically Comics Podcast, you shall probably find us. <laughs> awesome you can find me on Instagram and whatnot at the handle 22 underscore comics you can also find me on YouTube at 22 comics thank you all so much for listening we greatly appreciate it hope you enjoyed it as much as we did making it with all that being said say goodbye Jeremy bye Jeremy bye Jeremy bye <laughs> that's the show guys thank you so much thank you very 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 much Paul H I look forward to seeing you next year. Thank you.